Hey guys, David, the healthness coach here yet again with another episode. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has partaken in the overhead squat challenge so far. It's been a lot of fun and I'm hoping to raise at least $2,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation by the end of this year. If we can manage to raise enough money to be able to give even if only one child a smile amidst this crazy year that we've all had to endure, it'll absolutely be worth it. And as you may know, with a minimum donation of $20, you will get a free fitness program and some nutritional information. Yay! Now, the intention of the program is to raise awareness around overall health and the concept of moving as your body was intended. While there is no one-size-fits-all to any program, I think this will be one of many equations to get there. Based on my own personal experience as a personal trainer in the last couple of years, training the average nine to fiver. So that being said, I look forward to feedback. I'm also looking forward to progress uh, uh, videos as well. So I'm super excited for that. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns regarding your health and fitness, feel free to contact me on Instagram, healthness4cnd, or via my email, healthness469 at gmail.com. In my opinion, being healthy doesn't only mean that there's an absence of disease. I think that being healthy overall is more so what you do than what you are. So if you actively and daily give yourself the things that your body needs to function well, you're a healthy person. From a psychological and mental perspective, if you do things that allow you to not take on stress like a tiger about to eat you, I would, again, consider you to be a healthy person. Of course, when it comes to overall health, we can't talk about overall health without talking about stress, mental stress, right? Because we live in a day and age right now where there's a lot of of depression and anxiety, especially amidst the last year that we've, we've all endured. And I hope that I don't come off too ignorant. However, sometimes I do think that the line between a want and a need gets blurred. Like, you need to have a roof over your head. You need to have food in your belly. You need to take care of your health, etc. You don't need to get rich. You want to be rich. You don't need to drive a $70,000 car. You want to drive an expensive car. You don't need to go on vacation. You want to go on vacation. You don't need to be in a relationship with that person you want to be with. You want to be in a relationship with that person you want to be with, etc. I can go on and on and on. And while I agree that one could be frustrated, upset, or even disappointed, etc. about not obtaining the things that they want to get or disappointed if they aren't in a position where they have those things and a time frame that they wanted, I believe that there's a psychological and mental issue if the person associates the stress of working to obtain a want or not having a want like a poor kid in Haiti that hasn't eaten in five days and doesn't know whether it makes sense to get arrested, die, or not know when the next meal is coming from. I feel like too many people, especially I guess in in my circle or people that I see on social media, associate the feeling of not having, not potentially getting a want to not having and not potentially getting a need, right? The feeling feels like a need when it's really a want. 
When you feel the same level of stress about your car tire being blown or your cruise ship being rebooked, and you associate the same stress that you have from that with a lion about to eat you and your family, you absolutely need to go see a therapist. It's it's not healthy. I think that applying daily healthy practices goes a long way to being able to get to any fitness goal. No matter how high or how big the fitness goal seems to be, I get that most people just want to be able to jump straight into getting aesthetical results from fitness training. And of course, I can understand that. However, if you're looking to get, let's say, like a law degree, right? If I'm using an example, if you're looking to get a law degree, you wouldn't go straight from high school to doing your bar exam, right? There are steps that you need to take in order to get there. The concept of getting where you want to go with your fitness also applies here. You cannot build a strong standing structure on on an unstable surface. It will never work. If you take the time to master the basics, you'll reap a ton of benefits from obtaining those basic skills. Okay? And then over time, you can start to slowly add extra commitments in your day, in your workout, in your nutrition, that will allow you to get to where you're going much faster. Adding a tremendous amount of work right from the beginning and expecting way too much from yourself right from the beginning will actually work against you in the long run. So spend time investing in yourself and you'll get the benefits sooner than you think. We'll blink our eye and we'll be out of this pandemic. We'll have, a, I guess, a vaccine that'll turn us all into space monkeys. But we will eventually get to a point where um, you will be able to get the results that you want to obtain. You just need to be a little patient. And you got to keep in mind that it probably didn't take you two months to get to where you are. Wherever you are in your life right now, it more than likely didn't take you, you know, two weeks, two months in order to get there. So give yourself a little bit of time and understand and know that the longer it takes to get something is the longer that it's going to stay with you. When it comes to training clients, most of the time, if it's not a person who's hitting a plateau and wants to overcome that, I tend to meet with individuals who are looking to start or restart taking care of their overall health by improving, of course, their daily habits, which does include weekly workout frequency, daily nutritional habits, and improving time quality, which in turn helps get better sleep, um, helps with overall mental and physical well-being. Part of that transition, as we know, is often psychological, if not most of it. I would say that if a person isn't taking care of their health, it's usually an outward manifestation of what's going on on the inside. As it relates to uh, any sort of moderate to high level daily psychological stress, from a physical perspective, we understand how psychological stress can have an adverse effect on our ability to improve our physical health, whether it be to lose body fat, build muscle, build strength, etc. I think that getting to a point of good overall health should be the least amount of stress in an individual's life. So when I train a client for the first time and we begin on their fitness journey, I try to keep the commitments as low as possible while making sure that the person can reap the benefits of being able to apply certain practices daily 
so that it becomes a part of who they are rather than something they're forcing themselves to do. And while each individual is different, when it comes to nutrition, I'll usually start off by making sure this person is able to get a good amount of micronutrients. At this point in the game, I'm not really too worried about their caloric intake or macronutrients either. Unless this person is really a heavy eater, I'm really not too worried about that at this point. I would rather hold them accountable to good micronutrients than to start making them believe that they can't have the foods that they want to enjoy because there's a psychological component to that. When it comes to exercise, we wouldn't be looking at pushing uh, the bar above an RPE of like, let's say five, six, or seven, depending on the individual. I keep a minimum of the first six to eight weeks on flexibility, stability, mobility, and I make sure to keep them in that order each session. And I'll explain to you guys why in a minute. Then in about 45 minutes into the session, we might do some moderate cardio, 10 to 15 minutes at the end. I like to keep the weekly frequency no less than four days a week to keep up the psychological momentum and to make sure that we're building up on those daily habits outside of the gym. Because every time a person has to see me, it's more about holding them accountable to those things outside because we know recovery is very, very important. And then from here, how a person feels about three weeks of doing all of what we've just talked about determines what type of advice I should be giving this person as it relates to sleep quality. Naturally, from a physical perspective, this person's overall well-being should start to improve even if by a small increment each week. So for the first phase of training, when I typically take on a client, the first six to eight weeks, we focus on movement, on fundamental movement patterns. The movements that I would say an average person should aim to be able to execute well would be things like a one-leg RDL hip airplane, a deep overhead squat, and a wall angel with the rib cage tucked down. I believe that if a healthy individual can execute these movements with control and precision, the likelihood of reoccurring injury in the future is significantly reduced. The person will also be able to improve their active posture because I get that question a lot. How do I you know, improve my posture? And it really comes down to actively being able to put yourself in those positions. Not to mention that this individual will reap all of the significant benefits from every rep in training. So if they're able to do those things, they increase the quality of everything they do, including any other physical activity that they choose to engage in. Most people believe that the more you do, the more you get, when in reality, the better you do it is the better you get from it. If you haven't worked out in a while or are looking to start your fitness journey, the holiday program that I'm giving out for the minimum donation of $20 to the Make-A-Wish Foundation applies the principles of applying those movements. So the hip air, one standing leg RDL, hip airplane, um, the overhead squat, uh, wall angel uh, against the wall, rib cage tucked down. Doing this program for a minimum of four days a week will guarantee that you will be able to get better at being able to execute those movements safely and effectively. 
If you start to fe- if you feel pain doing any of those movements as well, uh, please feel free to, to to message me. I have a really good friend of mine that I can refer you to, who's a physiotherapist. Um, I did a podcast with him a couple of weeks back. Jet, he'll definitely get you hooked up. Now, the strategy uh, behind the program hones in on flexibility and then works the muscles instability. And then puts you into those ranges to create and generate some sort of tension or force from. At the end of each workout, I want to encourage you to attempt the overhead squat again, attempt the wall angel, and attempt the standing one leg RDL hip airplane and see your progress week from week. So at the end of the week, you should start to feel better doing it. You should start to see improvements as you do it. Also, if you've been training for a a little while and you feel like you're hitting a plateau, I would suggest taking some of the exercises and some of the principles in that program and applying it to your own fitness program. And then you'll start to see that you'll be capable of generating a lot more force in your own workouts and increasing the intensity significantly and you'll be able to do that safely. The question that, so this is a fun one, the question that tends to pop out the most is, whether or not static stretching before working out is bad for you? And the answer is, it depends, okay? Now, I'm going to keep it very simple and keep it strictly on the fitness program I'm giving out. Now, with this particular program, we're not going to increase intensity significantly. So it's quite safe to get in to some static stretching before we start doing the workout. The intention of the program is to allow the person to be able to get into the positions and generate force from those positions, some sort of force. So not high intensity. Uh, you know, if, if, if we were looking at statically stretching and then trying to do like a, a track race as quickly as we could, or we're going to, you know, statically stretch and then go play in the NBA, we're probably not looking to do that. But for the average person that's super stressed out in their own life, I think it's a good idea to be able to come in for a workout session or if you're training with this fitness program, train on your own and just kind of have the time to put yourself at ease and relax, even if it's for an hour, right? Just to kind of give yourself an hour to just relax. You'll find that you'll feel a lot better with the static stretching and then you can focus on movement and it's going to be a hell of a lot easier for you to do than for you to just jump into a boot camp style training, having a stressful day. So your stress level on an average from from uh, on a scale from one to ten is like a nine, and you jump from psychological mental stress to like now physical stress. That can actually have an adverse effect on your ability to progress, only because that type of stress consecutively if you're not able to recover which i'm assuming the average person that you know is 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 not taking care of their their um their overall health um is probably or has to deal with a certain level of stress so if you want to be able to um increase intensity in your workouts eventually i'm suggesting that it's a good idea to be able to get down into these positions learn how to be able to generate force from these positions, be stable in these positions, and you'll find it far easier to get to where it is that you want to go and far faster as well. And if you think about it, when we think recovery, we tend to think, okay, well, 
you know, when I'm eating, sleeping, which is absolutely correct. But active recovery also is kind of like a gauge of how much we can reduce our physical and mental stress. So again, if you are a person that's a nine out of 10 stressed out on your, on in the day to day, or like, you know, even an eight on 10, seven on 10, and you have a hard time disconnecting psychologically and you go into workout sessions, increasing stress, physical stress, and you don't have very good recovery, it's going to be very, very hard for you to get to where it is that you're trying to go. And what I found is when I train my clients, I'm able to kind of make sure that we are progressing not just physically, but also psychologically as well, right? At the same time, because it's it's very important that you know, we're not athletes. Like, you know, if you're trying to train and you're trying to take care of your health, we got to keep in mind that we're not trying to train for something, you know, for a big event or for like some fitness event or something like that. We work regular jobs and we have regular stressors in our life. And realizing a lot of the times that we're not able to obtain the goals that we're trying to achieve with our fitness and that we're having a hard time accomplishing the goals, sometimes it's not a question of, are you doing the wrong thing? Are you doing, you know, if are you not eating the right things? Are you, it's not, sometimes it's not that. I would say more often than not, it comes from how you feel most of the time. Are you a very sympathetic person? Meaning, are you very stressed out? Are you breathing from your chest consecutively? And how do you perceive things? And 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 when we talk stress, stress is is, is perception, right? So, you could be in a car crash and have someone sit next to you that was in the same car crash as you. And both of you guys have taken on the physical and mental trauma of the car crash quite differently. And a lot of people don't know just how much of, a, of an effect that that can have on your physical health. So being able to find ways to cope with um, any sort of psychological stress and then making sure that you are kind of balancing it out with, um, um, you know, with your training is going to be super, super important and conducive to you being successful. I usually say anyone that's super, super stressed out all the time, it's a good idea if you do this style of training with the fitness program or you do something like yoga, that would help tremendously, right? I would definitely not recommend the person that is super stressed out all the time to go and do some boot camp style training. Now, you know, if you have good genetics um, and you have a very good foundation and you're super stressed out and yet you go to the gym and you're, you know, you're well, that's all fine. And even then in those cases, um, I usually tend to see people injure themselves because they're so stressed out outside of the gym and then they go into the gym and they're like, okay, well, I have good genetics and I'm okay and look at my body, I look good and it's, oh, my shoulder's hurting me, right? So making sure that, like I said again, that you are finding ways to cope with psychological stress outside of your training sessions is going to help you be capable of recovering 
from the physical stress that you put your body through in the gym. So you want to be able to increase the intensity of your workouts to be able to increase that stress. Let's first find a way to make sure that we can reduce stress outside of the gym. So I really wanted to make this podcast short and sweet. Didn't want to babble on like I normally do uh, for about a half an hour to an hour. Uh, just wanted to make sure that you know you have a little bit of a foundation and understanding as to how or what approach I take when I initially meet someone and how you can apply that with this fitness program at home. I believe that, you know, in Canada, there are places right now where people are, you know, home ridden, they have to stay home uh, and they're unable to go into a gym and train still. Um, And so this would be a good opportunity to be able to have something to do that you can do from home that can still give you some benefit. Now, while it won't be geared towards any aesthetics, I will write an article with the fitness program that can give you something to do that can give you some aesthetical benefits if you are someone that hasn't been training frequently. And if you're someone that's been training frequently um, and you're doing this type of uh, fitness programming, it will absolutely allow you to have more stability. And if you already have very good stability, mobility, it's probably not going to help you a tremendous amount. But um, that being said, um, if you guys have questions, concerns, and would like to know more information, um, or if there's any exercise that you're still kind of unsure about, feel free to contact me. I'll be more than happy to help. Each person that does get a fitness program also gets a free Zoom call. So I'll be able to uh, look at your movement patterns if that's what you want to do, or even if it's just to talk about um, fitness-related questions and I can answer them on the fly, or if it's things specific to you that you would like to know, I'll be more than happy uh, to do that for you guys. So as always, if you guys got questions, comments, concerns regarding your health and fitness, feel free to contact me. On Instagram, healthness4cnd, and via my email, healthness469 at gmail.com.